second. I don't know why I heard that noise. All right, ladies and gentlemen, hope you can hear me pretty good. Um, we are here on Sunday. I'm going to turn this up. All right, good, good. I always check myself, ladies and gentlemen, because I hate to do a show and then nobody hears you. That's, that's not a good thing. One question is being asked, do I have mods here? Um, some of them have came over um, here. And I don't mind modding anyone. Um, I just have to know who you are though. I just don't mod anyone on any channel that I have. If you see me with mods, it's usually people that's I've either been modding for me before or um, maybe, you know, one way to get modded a lot of times is you join our YouTube channel memberships, then you could be a mod uh, that way. Um, so I usually mod all my YouTube channel members, but we had a good day today is Sunday. Um, this morning, you know, got up, worked on a lot of content, a lot, a lot of content uploaded between our news channels, our entertainment news channel. Um, other people's uploading content, you know, for the news channel as well. So I want to make sure all that was done in between all of that. Like, you know, got something to eat with my wife and my little girl. Then, you know, went to a BOB. And when I say B.O.B., I mean black owned business. Awesome. Um, to this custard place that uh, her school teacher was meeting with a couple of students, went there with them, had a great conversation about a whole lot of things there. Oh, that conversation was pretty good, especially with the uh, Haitian sister that actually uh, her son go to the school and the sister that's from Haiti. Um, she found out about the school listening to our show and now she has her son in the same school. It's my daughter. So, you know, shout out, shout out to that particular sister. I don't want to be naming names, but we're going to talk about, you know, the topic, uh, tonight. And, um, I'm just kind of looking, um, you say, what's the name of that song? I think it's called Mafo M A F O. I'm not, yeah, it's called Mafo. Um, Afro beats. If you get into Afro beats, it's, it's pretty cool. You know what I'm saying? If you like that sort of, uh, music and, um, yeah, good custard is hard to come by, but this particular B.O.B. does very well with it. So uh, shout out to them. Um, it's called, I think, Ro Roley's uh, Custard uh, out in Pearland. If you live in Houston area, you know about Pearland. Um, I went to this other place, another B.O.B. It was a bakery shop. The previous day called Decadent uh, Coffee and Bakery. That was in Sugarland area. So, you know, those of you who live in Houston area, you may not, you may know what I'm talking about. But let's, instead of talking about food, let's go ahead and get into um, this here. So we're going to talk about, you know, the continuation of what we talked about last time um, on the podcast. And we were talking about the black Capitol police officer, you know, what they went through, what they experienced during the Trump um, terror attack. And that's what it is. But this is a lot deeper than just that happening. So we're going to expound on that. And they were saying that uh, racism against the Capitol Police, they say, was nothing new. They said over 250 black cops have sued the department since 2001. As they, some of the former officers now say it's no surprise that white nationalists was able to storm the building. Okay, because we know uh, white supremacy is everywhere. Okay, and what we mean by everywhere, we mean every profession you have open white supremacists or hidden white supremacists in um, those jobs. For instance, when we look at what happened with the, the Trump uh, terror attack against the Capitol, 
with who we've seen, police officers, military, firefighters, uh, nurses, in uh, there, a bunch of nurses, right? And so you look at how black people are treated. We talk about medical racism. You know, we've been trying to highlight more and more the way black people are treated in hospitals and in the medical field, because that's not really highlighted as much as talking about a, you know, racist cop, right? But black folks are dying and they get away with more harm and killing black folks in the medical profession than any other place. See, we'll see the George Floyd video, but we won't see no white supremacist uh, female that's not giving black folks the right pain medication or could, as one sister told me, will be putting something in a brother or sister's IV at two or three in the morning, don't know what they're putting in and it end up dead. You know what I'm saying? We, we just, we just don't know. One person down here saying, get your passport fam. I've been saying that I'm not going to preach that a thousand times because, um, how bad is need to get for black folks to start moving around? Um, and some of you may say, well, these other groups, we got a caravan right now coming from Honduras. They're coming in here. Why? Well, you know, this is their time to come now because they got Jim Crow Joe. Jim Crow Joe want to legalize all of them, and, and, but they, they don't want to do nothing for you or me. So we can't be sitting up there talking about what they do for them. Not, listen, we got a whole lot on our plate. Anyway, so they was talking about now when Kim dying, as it took over as a new chief of the U.S. Capitol Police in 2012, they say he knew he had a serious problem. As they since 2001, hundreds of black officers have sued the department for racial discrimination. And said they alleged that white officers called black colleagues slurs like the N word. And that one officer found a hangman's noose on his locker. It said white officers were called uh, huck lovers or FOGs short for friends of gangsters. And say if they were friendly with the black colleagues, black officers faced unprovoked traffic stops from fellow Capitol police officers. One black officer claimed he heard a colleague say, Obama monkey, go back to Africa. This is the U.S. Capitol Police that's now being exposed about all the white supremacists that is in there. And I guess Jim Crow Clyburn and the rest of them thought that they was going to be protected. <laughs> that that white supremacist is all in everywhere of law enforcement. And one good thing about this and, and, and they really talking about this right now, ladies and gentlemen, is that America is embarrassed. They are embarrassed yet again, because when the world, when the world see them and see them who they really are, they don't like that because they like going to other countries and saying, oh, we the beacon of democracy and we have, you know, we, we do this right and that right. And then they see a George Floyd video. Then they see Breonna Taylor throughout the world. So you can't hide it no more like you used to. Now they seen this, this is America folks. And they don't like this and they gonna have to do something in order to get their right standing back in the world. Now they say in case after case, they say agency lawyers denied wrongdoing. They always going to deny wrongdoing. When are they going to really admit to white supremacy? They say, but in the interview, Diane said it was clear. He has to address the department's charge racial climate. He said he promoted a black officer to assistant chief of a first for the agency and tried to increase diversity by changing the forces hiring practices. He said he also hired a black woman to lead the diversity office and created a new disciplinary body within the department, promoting a black woman to lead it. He said there is a problem within racism in this country in pretty much every establishment that exists. Dine said, who left the agency in 2016, say, you can always do more in retrospect. Now they say, whether the Capitol Police managed to root out racist officers, which we know they did not do that, as we reported last time, will be one of the issues raised as Congress investigates the agency's failure to prevent, 
prevent a mob of Trump supporters from attacking the Capitol while lawmakers inside voted to formalize electoral victory of president elect Joe Biden. Now they say already officials have suspended several officers or possibly complicity with insurrectionists. One of whom was pictured waving a Confederate flag as he occupied the building. One cop was captured on tape, seemed to take selfies with protesters, which we have seen that while another wore a red make America great again hat as he directed protesters around the Capitol building. While many officers were filmed fighting off rioters, at least 12 others are under investigation, possibly assisting them. Mm -mm -mm. See, you're dirty. You're dirty from the top down. And this is actually a good thing, ladies and gentlemen. This is good. We need white supremacy in this country to be exposed throughout the world because if they do not have themselves exposed. They can continue in the lies they have told throughout the world. You understand? Geopolitics is very important. And I know in this country, they don't like to teach you geopolitics. They don't want you focus on international affairs. They want you to so hunker down to what happens in America. And what is so sad as I was talking to some sisters today is that most of us as black people, we do not think more outside of our cities or you know, definitely our, maybe our, our state. Some of us don't even go that far. Some of us don't even think about national things. And for sure, we don't think about international. I think that's the biggest um, thing that they have done to us in education that's been horrible. I think it is because it's more to America than the world. It really is. And they are throughout the world, they go everywhere. You understand? So we as black folks need to have a mindset of international geopolitics. This is why they move certain ways as well. Now they says that, um, continuing two current black Capitol police officers had told Buzzfeed at the time they were angered by the leadership failures. And they said that put them at risk as racist members of the mob stormed the building. And so the Capitol for uh, police force, listen to this. Is only 29% black in a city that is 46% black. I repeat that again. The officers on the Capitol police force are only 29% black in a city that's 46% black. By contrast, as of 2018, 52% of the Washington metropolitan police officers were black. The Capitol police are comparable to the metropolitan force in spending employing more than 2,300 people and boasting an annual budget of half a billion dollars. So the Capitol police, and we know definitely there's a lot of more black people in Washington, DC, and they do this by design. Ladies and gentlemen, you look at a place like when he talks about Ferguson, Missouri, you had more black people in Ferguson, Missouri. The majority of the police force was Mzungu. That is done on purpose. That is done by design. They do not want black people patrolling black people and, and, and taking care of black people's neighborhoods. Why? Because that incarceration rate is going to go down. That's for sure. We, we know how to handle our own. We know how to talk to Pookie and Ray if we have to. And if we got to get him off the street, we know how to get him off the street as well. After we didn't give him enough chances. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying. So even in the majority of black cities, they don't want majority black police officers. This is what they want. They want to make sure they stay in control. They always think about this. They always want control. And this is, and that's what it relates to power. 
and black folks got to get power oriented. We, we, a lot of times too much in a defensive, uh, posture or in, or in more so in a victimized posture. And we need to be more power oriented and actually be more on an offensive posture when you're dealing with, um, white supremacy here in America. We got to have black folks to step into that role. It may not be every black person that want to do that, but you got to have black people to say, no, if, if we are the majority here in this particular city, then we need to be the majority of the police officers. We need to be you know, the prosecutors. We need to be the judges. We need to be everything. This, this is what's very important about your local politics as well. Understand you gotta have be control in control of your own, um, cities and everything like that. Now continuing. So they said the Capitol police, as they did not even want to respond to questions. All right. So there's a, a sister by the name of Sharon Blackman Malloy. It's a, a former Capitol police officer who was, they led the plaintiff in a 2001 discrimination lawsuit filed against the department said she was not surprised that pro Trump rioters burst into the Capitol last week. She said in her 25 years with the Capitol police as a Blackman Malloy spent decades trying to raise her alarm by what she saw as endemic racism within the force, even organizing demonstrations where black officers returned to the Capitol off duty, uh, protesting outside the building. They usually protect. Okay. It's a 2001 case. It said which started with more than 250 plaintiffs remains pending. As of recent 2016, a black female officer filed a racial discrimination complaint against the department. She said nothing ever really was resolved. Congress turned a blind eye to racism on the Hill. I'm repeat that again. Then repeat that ladies and gentlemen, nothing ever really was resolved. Congress turned a blind eye to racism on the Hill. Well, 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 this is the result of turning your blind eye to racism. Jim Crow Clyburn saying he knew exactly where your unmarked office was. Ayanna Presley saying that they took away your panic buttons uh, when you normally had them in there. You understand? See, we can't just say they turned a blind eye to racism because the Congressional Black Caucus turned a blind eye to racism as well. You do not think none of these black officers probably went talk to Sheila Jackson Lee probably went talk to Jim Crow Clyburn probably say, Hey, you know, we got some racism going on. See, this is a failure of congressional black caucus too. We can't just point at the quote unquote, uh, white Republican and white Democrat about the racism on the Hill. They didn't do nothing about it whatsoever. Even during Obama, they did nothing about it. You had Obama in there for eight years. And in that eight years, you could have cleaned all that up. You had, you had the Democrats was in control at that time, at least the first two years and the racism still went on because Obama himself turned a blind eye to the racism. As we know now, Eric Holder didn't do nothing. Loretta Lynch, she came in, didn't do nothing. And none of your congressional black caucus members didn't do anything because if that's the case, they wouldn't have turned a blind eye. Cause let me tell you something. See black folk, when they get benefits, they gonna they want the system to stay intact too. Now, let me tell you that you got some black folk that want to stay uh, in the positions that they're in, and their bread is buttered by this system. You understand? 
So they will allow you and me and the rest of us to be hurt by the system. But see, they getting their biscuits buttered and that's good. But now since they was about to be touched, think about that for a minute. They was about to be touched. Oh, now you want an investigation. Now you want it. All of a sudden, oh, you want to crack down on, on, on Facebook now? No, 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 no. This been a problem way before that, that January the 6th. You understand? Now, they continue. This sister that said that Blackman Malloy, who retired as a lieutenant in 2007, is that she is now vice president of the U.S. Capitol Black Police Officers uh, Association. It's a which he, he held 16 demonstrations protesting alleged discrimination between 2013 and 2018. He said, we got January 6th because no one took us seriously. I repeat that again. You got January 6th because nobody took them seriously. Think about that. No one took them seriously. And that's usually what it is. The Congressional Black Caucus didn't take them seriously either. Now they say re retired Lieutenant Frank Adams sued the department in 2001 and again in 2012 for racial discrimination. A black 20 year veteran of the force, Adams supervised mostly white officers in the patrol division. Now he told uh, ProPublica he endured or witnessed racism and sexism constantly. He said that before he joined the division, there was a policy he referred to as meet and greet where officers were directed to stop any black person on the hill. He also said that in another unit, he once found a cartoon on his desk of a black man ascending to heaven only to be greeted by the Ku Klux Klan wizard. Y'all, <laughs> and these are the people that are supposed to be protecting Congress, ladies and gentlemen. Listen to that. Let, let, let's repeat that again. The, pol the policy was meet and greet whatever officers Oh, uh, they, they say it was directed to stop any black person on the hill. You visiting, you don't know, whatever. They better make a beeline to you, but they don't say nothing about these Mazungus. Uh-huh, but January 6th. <laughs> well, let me repeat this again. He said another unit. He said he, he once found a cartoon on his desk where a black man sent to heaven only to be greeted by a Ku Klux Klan wizard. They said when he complained to his superior officers, he, he said he was denied promotions and training opportunities and suffered other forms of retaliation. This is the U.S. Capitol Police Department that have the largest caucus, the Congressional Black Caucus, right there. And you mean to tell me with the Congressional Black Caucus right there and all this racism is going on right underneath their noses? That is the most sorry thing ever. That is the most sorry thing of the Congressional Black Caucus that you have in black people literally being discriminated against right there. You are the lawmakers and you could do something about it. You have the power to do something about it and you refuse to do anything for your people right underneath your nose. We talk about, they don't say nothing about George Floyd as they should. They don't talk about Trayvon Martin. You know, talking about, you know, uh, Rakia Boyd or Sandra Bland or Corin Gaines or, you know, uh, uh, Lord, so many names that's popping up. Terrence Crutcher, you name them. Okay. This is why they're quiet. Because even when it's happening right underneath their noses, they said nothing. This is the most sorry group of people 
I've ever heard in my, in my life. And you wonder why I said many times before that they need to go. All of them need to go. All of them need to be primary by younger. Yeah. I'm gonna keep repeating that younger black people. that actually care about the black community and not going to sit there and allow racism to be happening right underneath their noses. Like these white supremacists are so bold. They know you're not going to do nothing. And they continue to do this crap. It shouldn't even be the point they had to sue. They had the congressional black caucus right there. All this stuff was going on. Kamala, she was a former uh, attorney general. They couldn't have went to Kamala at that time period and say, Hey, uh, Ms. Harris, let me tell you about this racism. Oh, but you know, Kamala's story. <laughs> that is sad, man. That is sad. They say in an interview, they say the, he said he drew a direct line between racism and the Capitol police and the events that unfolded last week. He blamed Congress for not listening to black members of the force years ago. He says, and I quote, they only become involved in oversight when it's in a news cycle. Okay. He says they ignore the racism happening in the department. They ignored the hate. In other words, if the media is paying attention to them, they may address something, but if the media is not paying attention to anything, then they will ignore the hate and see what, what, what this comment that says here from DMC, as long as they were safe, it didn't matter how things changed. Exactly. Exactly. They didn't care about them whatsoever. They did not care. So continuing. They say the department's record and other areas of police have drawn criticism. Well, in 2015, I say a man landed a, a, a gyrocopter on the Capitol lawn. Top officials didn't know the airborne activist was coming until minutes before he touched down. I say in 2013, when a lone gunman opened fire at the nearby Navy yard, killing 12 people, the Capitol police were criticized for standing on the sidelines. The forces leadership board later determined his actions were justified. Okay. Now later last month, it said days after the bloody clash on December 12 between militant Trump supporters and counter protesters, Melissa Byrne, as say in Chibundu Nake, was entering the Capitol when they saw a strangely dressed man just outside the Capitol uh, building. Is it carrying a spear? Is a he was a, a figure that would come to recognize Jacob Chansley, the QAnon following in the Viking outfit, who was photographed last week shouting in the um, the halls of the Senate chamber. So they, they alerted, they alerted Capitol police at the time as the spirit seemed to violate the complex weapons ban, but officers dismissed their concern. <laughs> so that's their problem. See, 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 this is the reason why these people want to fight to the death for white supremacy. If in the system of white supremacy, they have an immunity of law. You understand? And this is why they love the police so much. See, they know the police is going to give them immunity of law. So they don't, you know, well, shoot, wouldn't you say blue lives matter too? But, but when, when blue lives is actually standing in their way, then they can say F a blue life. They say, we'll go take their life in which they did, which they did. Now I said one also told them that Chansley is they had been stopped early in the day, but that the police higher, higher ups had decided not to do anything about him. It said, we don't perceive it as a weapon. He's, <laughs> As they talk about his spear, but black folks have been gunned down and they had the exact same thing. You you understand? 
Now it said Chansley told the globe and, and mails, Adrian Morrow, that Capitol police had allowed him in the building on January the 6th, which would normally include passing through a metal detector. Although he was later charged with entering a restricted building without lawful authority, violent entry and disorderly conduct of Capitol grounds. And as of two, he didn't, he didn't make a plea. Now it says for their interactions with QAnon shaman on December 14th highlighted what they perceive as double standards and how the Capitol police interact with the public. No, let's, let me repeat that. How Capitol police interact with Mzungu, white folk. That, that, that's just, just make sure we clear that up. Now they say like many who regularly encountered the force, um, they said that they were accustomed to Capitol police officers enforcing the rules aggressively. And later that day, Nake was told that he would be tackled if he tries to advance beyond a certain point. He said, as a black man, when I worked on the hill, if I forgot a badge, I couldn't get access anywhere. No, you couldn't. They really didn't want you there beyond with you. He said, Congress who controls the agency and this budget has a mixed record of oversight. For the most part, Congress has been deferential toward the force, paying attention to its workings only after serious security failures. And even then failing to meaningful hold its leaders accountable. Now they said representative Eleanor Holmes Norton, a Democrat from DC, who is a, a non-voting member of Congress told ProPublica she believes a national commission should be formed to investigate and say what occurred in the Capitol on January the 6th, 7 to what followed 9-11. Oh boy. You see, it's so hard for y'all just to say, you know what? We getting aggressive with white supremacy. We going after white supremacists and we putting down legislation to do so. Even your black politicians are afraid to say that it's not just the Republicans. It's also the Democrat ones as well. You understand ladies and gentlemen, see one set of rules for them. One person saying there and one set of rules for us, ladies and gentlemen, talk to any South African. They will tell you that's apartheid. Any South African that's in the chat right now. The way America operates, isn't it like apartheid South Africa? If any of you are in the chat or any of you who are students of the South African apartheid, is America having one rule for them and one rule for us? Isn't that apartheid? Only thing they did was rip down the colored and white signs to say the colored water fountain, the white water fountain, or the colored entrance and the white entrance. Only thing they did was rip that down, but fundamentally we still living in a apartheid system. This is what we live in. One America for them, another America for us. Didn't Dr. King say the two Americas? One person down here say, thank God I don't live in your country. Well, you know, um, we'll say BLM is worse than the KKK. Oh God. Now you Karen, now you gotta go. Now, you know, you ought to know what kind of platform this is. You definitely gotta go. And we glad you don't live here. Awesome. Um, but anyway, let's, <laughs> let's, let's, uh, and I don't know who this Patricia person is. Uh, you know, you, you, you need to go too, cause you know, like I said, the truth is always uh, hate to them. Um, say it's not the sister. So if we go, Okay. Well, like I said, and it, black folks don't call themselves no doggone patriot. You ought to know better than that. Stop trying to act like you black. Anyway, <laughs> continuing. But anybody that's a, a student of um, the apartheid South Africa, you you definitely know. You say, see what I mean? You say, in the absence, let's say, of mods. Okay. 
I will. Oh, I can't even. I can't even do that on here on this channel. Don't worry about it. I got you. Give me two seconds. I have. I, I'll mod up a few people that may maybe. Let me see. Hold on. Give me a second. Man, is this thing will stop moving? Let's see. All right. Let me see. I don't know who else I can. I can mod up. I don't know. But anyway. Yeah, let me see if I can mod up just maybe one or two people. And you see him come in here, uh, pulling any stunts, then you get them out of here. You know, black folks don't call themselves no freaking patriots. Black folks don't say, well, you know, I'm black. And um, I don't like, listen, have y'all realized that? Well, you know, I'm a black person. And I say BLM is this. Hey, I'm, hey, you know, this and that and the third. And I'm black. You know, anytime they say that, I just get rid of them, ladies and gentlemen. Like real talk, because that's that's nothing but trolls that's coming in. So anyway, like I say, get get them out of here. Let's just start getting them out. So let's let's get back on task here. So uh, so they said that um, continuing, Congress deserves some of the blame. They were saying that we have complete control over the Capitol Police. He said long term concerns with security have been raised. And they have not, not have been dealt with in the past. It said the force has also suffered a spate of recent internal scandals that may prove pertinent as Congress conducts investigation. As a Capitol police officers actually left several guns in bathrooms throughout the building in 2015 and 2019. In one instance, the loaded firearm was discovered by a small child. Hmm. It said AZ has been criticized by the lack of transparency for years. Said Capitol police communications and documents are not subject to the Freedom of Information Act, and unlike many local law enforcement agencies, it has no external watchdog specifically assigned to investigate and respond to community complaints. And say the force has not formally addressed the public since the riot last week. They say all law enforcement is opaque. That's what they were saying by Jonathan M. Smith, he's executive director of the Washington Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights and Urban Affairs. Say at least most local police departments are subject to some kind of civilian oversight, but federal police agencies are left to operate in the shadows. And that's done by design. He said the agency's past troubles have rarely resulted in reform. Now I say after the April 2015 uh, gyrocopter incident, Congress held a hearing to examine how a 61 year old postal worker and activist Doug Hughes managed to land his aircraft after he live streamed his flight. Dozens of reporters and news cameras assembled in front of the Capitol to watch the stunt, which was designed to draw attention to to the influence of money and politics. Capitol Police did not learn of the incoming flight until the reporter reached out to them for a comment minutes before Hughes landed. And I said, Dine uh, defended the force's response to the incident, pointing out that Hughes was promptly arrested and no one was hurt. Okay. So they said the Capitol Police, is, they say in, in, in the article, is terrible and pathetic when it comes to threat assessment. It said they have a couple of people dedicated to it, but they're overwhelmed, which drive me nuts. He said it's not been a priority for leadership on both sides of the aisle. Okay. So as as we, we're going through this, you know, ladies and gentlemen, this, you know, this has been a, a problem in the making. And this is why you like say so you have white supremacists that's part of um this organization, open white supremacists, they clearly, you know, profile black people. Okay. 
I mean, that's just what it is. They, they clearly profile black people. And that's been the standard operating procedure. The Congressional Black Caucus have not done anything at all to help out the black officers who are dealing with issues and problems. Okay. They don't care whatsoever. And it showed, but now all of a sudden you want something done? No, 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 no. Now let's continue here. They were saying that for weeks, it said that these people have been talking about coming to the Capitol to do much harm as they can. They say everyone knew it except the Capitol police. No, they knew it because a lot of them was part of those groups. They were talking about doing harm. You understand? A lot of them was giving them intel how to get in and out of the Capitol. Oh, they knew. They just chose to act like they didn't know. See, one thing that white supremacists like to do is they like to play dumb. Okay. They like to play dumb and act like, I don't, I didn't know they was going to do that. God, I, I, that's lost on me. I am shocked what they done. No, they're not shocked. They're not shocked whatsoever, brothers and sisters. No, that's them protecting uh, the other white supremacists when they act like they're shocked or something. Understand? They say the reports show the force had no contingency plan to deal with the escalation of violence and mayhem. And they say, even though the FBI and the New York police department had warned them, it could happen. Now say law enforcement experts said that the agency is a difficult position. Why it has a sole responsibility for protecting the Capitol. It must work with other nearby federal law enforcement agencies, Washington metropolitan police and the national guard in case of emergencies. Now there's, this is the thing. <laughs> The sister K Blackman Malloy came and said that divisions within the Capitol police could be just as dangerous, not only for Congress, but for black officers themselves. He said, now you go to work on the 20th. It said, she told ProPublica alluding to the inauguration and saying next to someone, you don't even know if they have your back. So basically what they're saying is the Capitol police has a bunch of white supremacists in there and they don't know if they can work next to them. See, the, you have the white media right now is asking, we need to unify as a people and as, as a country, what can we do to unify? You cannot unify with evil. Okay. You can't, you can't unify with evil. I will not listen. I'm a firm believer of this. God himself have never told you to, uh, uh, lead, uh, uh, to, to unify with Satan. And white supremacy is Satan. Okay. I will never, ever, ever unify with Satan. It ain't happening. I'm not doing it. Stop telling me I need to unify with, with, with the devil. Now I'm gonna read the super chat real quick that we got to say, I don't always agree with your point of view and say, but, it, but your intent is thousands are correct. And for our people respect. Well, you know, like I said, you're not going to always agree with me. And, and that's, that's, that's fine. I may not be the person I always tell people I may not be the person you want, but I'm the one that the Lord gave and it's going to come with a lot of imperfections, but you can't, you can't unify with evil and I'm not doing it. Anybody that's out there, that want to hurt harm or do something to my community. I'm not trying to talk to them. I'm not trying to reach out to their particular um, humanity because they have no humanity to me. Those people that went to that capital, they are devils. And I don't care what color they are, they're devils. Okay? I'm not unifying with that. 
There were Vietnamese there. There were Hispanics there. You had a couple of lost Negroes there. I'm not trying to unify with them either. Just cause somebody black don't mean I'm unifying with them. Cause you got a lot of black devils too. Because see one thing that they, I got to tell black folks about is that everybody in our community is not angels. And just because we need to unify. No, we don't. We don't unify with the, with those who are devils. We don't unify with those that want to side with white supremacy. Cause you got some black folks that's on that too. I'm not unifying with anybody that's, that's evil or trying to operate in evil. Hell no. Forget that. Because sometimes we take this unity conversation and this is why sometimes it don't work because you can't just have this blanket unity, even within the black community, you got to get rid of the evil. Trust me. I watched a movie last night. Well, I woke up actually to this movie. My wife had on, it was called, um, the council. It was on Amazon prime. I don't know if any of you guys have seen that movie called the council and basically you know, these brothers went, went into the community and they were starting to take care of the problems in the community. You know, they, they did things like a community organization and, and on the surface, they were just, you know, doing uh, events for the community and all of that. But behind the scenes, they were cleaning the community up. You know, they had a crooked cop in there. I ain't gonna tell you the whole movie, but it is, it's, it is good. Like I said, like if that was real life, and, and, and brothers could clean up the communities that way. That's what we need to do. Now everybody in, in the community is, 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 is for us like that. Let me read this other super chat. Um, Pat W says, Phil, they don't really care about black people at all. They want to come in on your platform to see what it is we are doing. They can't stand it. Well, of course, of course, they're going to monitor everything that we're doing everything that we're saying, you got to get used to that. Even, even if you, let me tell you something real talk. 27 was it 2017 when, when they had that, that big, you know, ad thing that happened on YouTube and, um, all the advertisers are pulling out and at the time period, and, and, and I was heavily criticized for this and you know, me, I'm, I'm cool with criticism and, and, and things like that. I said, and this is exactly what I said. You know what I said? we're going to have to shut our platform down for a week. And I said a week, I said, you want to watch my, my show? I said, we need to build up our, our Patreon followers. So you can come watch me over there on Patreon. Oh boy. Some of them got hot, hot with me. I, I said that how dare I ask for $2 to watch a show. How dare I ask for that? White folks sit up there getting 10, 20, $30,000 on, on freaking Patreon. I'm asking for $2 and how dare I ask that? Cause you know, a black man, he can't ask for, for support like that. Right. He can't ask for that. You know, they, they train black folk to give everything away for free. And if you, if you're not still being a slave, well, that's what slaves do. Slaves work for free. Slaves give everything away for free, but everyone else, they can charge you. Right. And you're not gonna argue with that. So I remember, you know, the people coming over those brothers and sisters, like I said, beyond with you, it's certain brothers and sisters. That I don't want to be around either, especially those that don't want to support anything. Okay. So we were doing the videos, right? Do you know? And that's why I learned a new thing about them, by the white supremacists. They were paying money, actually paying money to come into the Patreon when I wasn't making videos on YouTube and they were starting to troll there. And I said, wow, you pay money to troll like that freaked me the hell out. Look, I'm not about to pay no money to troll nobody. Matter of fact, I don't have time to even trolling anybody. 
Understand what I'm saying? I I have I have no time. But they will pay money to go to your website. I know. Because my website, you know, the join is $9.99, in which we're gonna start doing a, a few more things there, putting a couple exclusives over there that you can only see on the website, like for instance, people ask me about uh, the vaccine situation. I say, I'm not discussing that on YouTube or Facebook or they are, they, it's an agenda. I discuss it on my website. Nobody can take it down over there, but they will come over there to your website. Even if you say pay, they will pay money to see what you got going on. Understand you could have it at nine 99. You could throw it at 19 99. If you want to, they will still come over there, pay you the money so they can hear exactly what you're talking about. They are that serious in, in, in watching what black folks are saying and what black folks are doing. Understand? I'm reading super chat. So Justin Sandow say, I agree, Phil, we need to leave Babylon. You know, we had that discussion today when I was talking with a few of the uh, sisters today outside and you know, not everybody gonna want to do that and, and don't, and don't waste your time even beating yourself up, trying to convince people. Because some people, like I said, they're not going to do anything to get so bad, unfortunately. Uh, let me read the next super chat. Say, Phil, read up on the new Africa passport coming out this year. It gives access to all African countries. Okay, I'll, I'll check that out. But these people will do everything they can to monitor what we're talking about. I mean, this when I call this place Babylon, when I say this place is wicked, it's wicked from the top to the bottom. I mean that when I say it's wicked and they cannot debate me on the wickedness because we just read about the wickedness of the Capitol police department, how wicked and evil they are. They're wicked and evil. And I, like I said, I'm not trying to unify with wicked and evil. I'm not trying to talk with wicked and evil people. I'm not, I'm only trying to, listen, I don't have the time. I'm only trying to join with people who are good, who are righteous. That's it. I'm not in the contest for them to like me or whoever else to like me. Don't care. See, the one thing I love about getting older is that a lot of things you cared about at one point in time goes away. This is why your uncles are always more mouthy because they realize all that stuff you cared about at one point in time about people's a bunch of BS. That's what it is. You guys just tell people the truth and they don't like the truth. Then that's their problem. Not my problem. Understand? Now the choice with black folk is you may say Babylon is falling, but are you going to fall with them? Some of you want to, some of you want to, uh, to fall to the core instead, instead of listening to your brother and saying, prepare yourself, get yourself together, start, get, get your passport. Not Jim Crow Joe getting in there. You can get your passport again. You know, Trump is trying to hold you up. Now, now Jim Crow Joe, when you get your passport, Start moving around. I don't care where you go. Start moving around. You ain't got to go to Africa if you don't want to. You can go. You can go to the Caribbean if you would like or wherever. Choose a place. There's a many YouTubers that are showing you life everywhere. Many of them. Just go see what's up. We are the original people of the planet. Everywhere you go is black people. Everywhere. Just go see for yourself. That's all. Because for me, like I said, I was having a conversation with my wife today about the certain things that we want to do or, or, or certain things we want to get property wise on the continent. 
like I said, I'm I'm already got my mindset and what what I'm looking at and what would be better for us to go back and forth and all of that. You know, I mean, like I said, y'all y'all better get yourself together. These people, this wickedness not going away no time soon. And you think that Jim Crow Joe gonna get in there and these people gonna just oh be happy all of a sudden? They ain't happy at all. You let me tell you something. <laughs> you really want to see them start acting up? This man just said that he's going to present legislation to legalize all the um, undocumented people. And, 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 and this is what I was reading. They're saying they're demanding, they're demanding, ladies and gentlemen, demanding he do something. Demand. <laughs> but black folks not demanding reparations. Then you got that caravan coming. They talking about well, Joe Biden is serious. He need to let us in. You can't compete with that. You can't compete with. It. You can't have enough babies to compete with that. The only place you could actually have a a, 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 a leg to stand on will be the place where there's over a billion people that look like you. That's on the continent. But like I said, you keep fighting. You keep doing what you're gonna do. Like I said, I'm a fighter. I'm with you. I'm. A, I fight to the end. I ain't no punk, but one thing I'm not going to do is fight by myself. One thing I'm not going to do is sit up there and join with only 20 people when you're fighting a horde. Cause see what you saw at that Capitol is actually a good, a good analogy because you have this horde of white supremacists coming your way and only a few black people trying to fight them all off. Well, you have the majority of black folks. Yes. I'm gonna say the majority of black folks on the sideline, watching it happen while you fighting this horde of white supremacists coming your way. You doing everything you can to, to fight the horde. The majority of people that can actually come in and, and even the playing field and actually help defeat them. They don't want to defeat them whatsoever. They, they don't want to do that. They don't want to get involved. You understand? That's my problem with black America. If you really want to know, see if the majority of us was, was trying to fight the horde, I wouldn't say much, but let's call it what it is. You know, you, you, you don't want, you don't want to get involved with that. You don't, you want to be entertained and listen, I talk about entertainment news. I get it. I, I, I laugh at entertainment too. Understand, but it's, it's, it's ways to compart to mentalize certain issues. So that's our biggest problem. The majority of us don't want to do anything. You know, we want to buck eyes, you know, we want to bojangle. We'll talk that talk about, yeah, you so, you, you so for the community, but when it's time to fight that horde, you looking around, you like, you ain't got nothing to say you, but you watch those few brothers and sisters get themselves killed out here, beat up. You'll watch them. And this is why some brothers and sisters throw in the towel also. Because they say, I'm not about to sit up here and get beat up by these white supremacists all freaking day. And y'all just sitting here watching me. Let me read the super chat. It said, uh, Pat W says it's the level of hate that they exercise feel. They, they hate to see any black person do anything positive for themselves. They want us to beg them for stuff. Well, like I said, I can't speak about other people, but I ain't begging them for crap. The only one I'm gonna ask something for them is from God himself. You ain't God. I ain't asking. No, 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 no. And some black folks are cool with begging. I'm not. But that's the problem with black America. That's it. 
let me tell you something. I, I oh my God. Okay. And let me let me answer this very lovingly. But is leaving the USA throwing in the towel? Black a lot of Black America threw in the towel. You stand there, don't do anything. You already threw in the towel. What are you talking about, sis? The majority of Black America is not out here trying to fight the horde. Let's call it what it is. You already threw in the towel. Matter of fact, we threw in the towel a long time ago when it came to integration. Our families are not what they are. The moment, the moment that, oh, you can go eat where the Mzungu mommy and daddy eat. Now, you know, you left your restaurants, you left your businesses. The family isn't what it is. Let's call it what it is. That's throwing in the towel a long time ago. We prefer to go where Mzungu um, mommy and daddy's at, not go where we, we're, you know, our businesses and what we have to do. We make it a, a, a grand thing to have a black business and things that we had a long time ago. Where's the black hotels? Where's the grocery stores? Where's this? Where's that? I mean, come on. Collectively, we threw in the towel a long time ago. And if you don't want people to quote unquote leave, I mean, I don't know what that means, but what are you doing to make a person change their mind? What, 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 what are you offering to say, Hey, you know, it's like, but I want to ask a question and y'all, y'all ask me this question. Why is it that when a person say things like that, is it, is it that you feel like you feel like they don't leave you or do you feel because that question keeps coming up? Like, or do you want, like, do you feel that person's important to you? And it's something about it. And I just need that question answered. And I'm gonna look in the chat here in a second. Like, what is it that makes you say when you hear a black person talk about moving around and going to different countries or maybe establishing themselves somewhere else? Why do you say that person is leaving or why that person is run or this and that? What is it about that person that makes you respond that way? Because if you feel that you want to stay in Babylon, with these wicked and evil people. And that's what you feel your lot in life is to do. Why would you tell a person that? I, I just want to know, like, what is it about that person leaving? Is there something in you? Like, I want to know y'all answer me in the chat. Now I'm gonna look in the chat. What is it? I, I, I would, I always like to know. Some people say crabs in the bucket. Some people say misery loves company. That's why, um, well, you know, the, the children thing, I, I, that's, that has nothing to do with it. You say it's because they don't have the funds to leave as well. Lie. Let me tell you why that's a freaking lie. I can, you know what? Let me see if I can do this. Let, let, let me. Let me, let me, um, go on Google flights. Let me go. Let me go on Google flights for a minute. I'm just going to pull it up. Just give me two seconds. Cause black folks got more money. Um, and even if they say, even if they save their money, right. Um, to do whatever they want to do. So let me, let me see. I live in Houston. All right, cool. Economy. Let, let's say we'll do economy. I'm not going to go expensive. Give, give, give me a city in Africa or African nation that we should look into and we'll pull it up. You give me a city 
and I'll show you how much it costs to take a flight. If you really want to take a flight, you're right. If they can buy Jordans. They can buy a plane ticket. Understand? Okay. Uh, well, Kigali don't have, yeah. Kigali got an airport. Let's see. Okay, Kigali, Rwanda. There we go. All right. Let's see. Um let me let me look at ooh, hold on. Let me let me not go. Let me see. Round trip. Well let, let me go for one person. I'm not gonna do two. Let me go, let me go one person. I did two. Let me go one. I don't wanna I don't wanna free people out with, with two. Okay. Rwanda, February. Let's go. Now this is round trip. Let's say we go February to one, two, and come back and you come back on a weekday is much cheaper. Okay. Let me hit done. All right. So I'm looking at a flight right now from Houston to Kigali, $1,013. So you split that in two. That's like 500 some odd dollars each way. Now, if you just want to do a one way and it does not round trip, let's say you just want to do a one way, a one way. Um, of course you get a better deal with, with, um, with a round trip, but that is even under a thousand dollars. Okay. You can save your money. You can save your money if that's what you want to do. Okay. Now, Justin Sandow says no to Africa. We need to go home to Africa, they nothing we need here anymore. I think to about my family now with the white community wants. Yeah. But I just want to ask that. I just want to ask that question. Okay. About why is it that you, that people always come up with that? Why you running? What, well, why will we leave the USA? Why is it? Why is it that you respond that way? Tickets are always going to be high when you're going overseas, sis. That's not, it's not like getting on Southwest and traveling to freaking Florida. I mean, what, what do you guys expect? Black folks waste more money on Birkin bags and everything else that we buy. iPhone, iPhone, let me tell you something. My iPhone 12 Pro Max, which some of y'all got in y'all pocket right now, costs more than that trip, round trip. And that's a fact. Well, I'm not saying it's okay. If it's not about money for you, then what is it? Then you asked the question, why did you say that? Some black folks, it is about money may not be for you. Maybe you got it like that. Maybe you want the ones that make good money. Awesome. Well, you, why don't you answer that question since you brought it up? Because the majority of, of people in this country are already thrown in the towel. They still want to depend on Jim Crow Joe to take care of them. Look at what they did in the election. And the first, and the first thing he's saying, the first, the first thing he said he going to do is, is, is approve immigrants. Not even you like, come on guys. Like, like, like we, you, how much more do they, they have to, you say, but what about what the country owes us? <sighs> I 
if they want to pay me reparations, and if they're going to do that, they already got my bank account information. And I can get a I can get a deposit overseas. I remember when I was in Kenya, I was getting deposits while I was over there. So it doesn't he said, Okay, so he said Africa doesn't owe us anything. Be honest with you, if you live in a mentality where somebody owe you something, that is a problem. Yes, America owes us, but am I going to sit up here and hold my breath waiting on these wicked and evil people to give me anything? Hell no. If we can build, if we build America, we could build somewhere else. I'm not going to sit up here and hold my breath and hold my life waiting for these people to give me something. I don't care if, if what the continent's divided. I don't care. Black America's divided. You act like we got it so much together over here. You're not going over there to save them or get involved in their business. You're going over to get your little spot in, in the game. Instead of all the Chinese running over there, and then people want the same people want to complain, why do Chinese over there? Because you're not going. Exactly. You like say when you have skills to do for self, you're going to do for self. You understand? And then, yeah, you mentioned the Akon. Yeah, go try to build a city here. Watch. You couldn't even keep listen, there's nothing you could do in this country to keep them people out of anything that we build. You could say, I'm building uh Harriet Tubman town, and this only will be for black Americans. They still go come over there. And I'm telling you that what could you do to stop them? from coming over. They'll try to sue you and say, Oh, it's discrimination. You can't tell us we can't go in, in Harriet Tubman town. They'll sue you to get into your town. You just don't know who you're dealing with. Now, big man says it goes back to slavery days. And there were slaves that didn't want to leave. Is it like Steven and Django? They say they love the system. Some of us who frown, they say some of us who frown on us leaving America are in love with Babylon too much. Yeah, that's a lot of it. That's, that's a lot of it. That is a lot of it, but I'm reading, I, we, we went through with everything. The Capitol police is saying we have a congressional black caucus that does nothing, nothing, nothing for black people. Nothing like, like what do we have to fight for us? We have a whole group of sellouts in Congress that do nothing for black people. Nothing. The only reason you don't see me with, with African footage right now is because of COVID. If COVID wouldn't have showed up, I would have at least been visiting three countries last year, but COVID showed up. I wait for COVID to slow down and I'll be back. <laughs> One brother said, you're just wasting your breath. Our people just living for the weekend. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, that's a profound statement. And actually some of that is true. Sad as that is what you just said, Jimmy Holmes. Some of, some of us are just living for the weekend. Mm. Wow. That's interesting. That is interesting. Some of us don't have foresight either. Mm -mm -mm. 
Boy, that's a that's a that's a good statement, man. I had to think I had to think about that, brother. I had to think about that one. Yeah, some of us some of us don't only living for the weekend. That's why I kind of rough about the Hennessy and the weed thing. Yeah, you you got you got your Hennessy and your weed. You got that. You, you look all the money you spent on, on on Hennessy and weed, but you say you can't do nothing. Okay. They, they, they love that Hennessy and that weed, huh? I'm not watching that mess. I don't care about, you know, they trying to sell her to us. Like I said, I, I don't know. Like I said, I'm building. I got two, I got two people, two great people right now. One you see, one you don't see on a continent doing a lot of work for us. You know, we already, like I said, you know, just talking about me. Our business is completely registered in Nairobi. So we are, you know, definitely a, a, a Kenyan company there as well. Um, we're going to get our offices set up. You know, there's a lot of things we're going we're to do over there uh, in Kenya. So like I said, I, I like I said, I, my eyes are set on a whole lot of things, what I got going on. I just don't want, I just want some of y'all just to move around and to see some things for yourself. And when it comes to about visiting, the reason why I want people to visit, because if you visit, then I ain't got to tell you nothing anymore because it's going to get you. You're going to say, wow, I see, I see what's up now. But like I said, at the same time, I'm not going to, like I said, I'm not gonna waste my time on like this brother say here that you only focus on just the weekend and not seeing no, no further than that. On the LaMarcus, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Oh, I quit LaMarcus. I quit doing that brother. I quit doing that. I quit. Have you noticed I quit doing that LaMarcus? I don't be mentioning that anymore. Like why it was, you write LaMarcus. It was a waste of my time. And one thing I'm not about LaMarcus is my time being wasted. You understand what I'm saying? I'll just present the information when it's time to do that or, or possibly go again. We'll let people know. And if they want to go great. If they don't, I'm not going to worry about it, LaMarcus. I'm not. Okay. Keith Reynolds says, is Africa a great investment opportunity? Yes. Should we connect? Yes. But the leadership of Africa doesn't help their people. These countries are ran by the same white supremacists that you're leaving here. Keith, you're lying. They're not ran by white supremacists whatsoever. They're ran by Negroes. The same Negroes you see in the Congressional Black Caucus. It's the same Negroes running a lot of them African countries. I'm telling you that because I study their politics deeply. They're not ran by white supremacists. They're ran by sellout Negroes. Old ones at that. Just like we got these, the Clyburns, well, you got Clyburn over there on the continent too. That's the problem. Y'all need to stop seeing like these like white, y'all have to, one thing I can't stand is that when y'all describe white supremacists, like they're freaking geniuses, like they're omnipotent, like they omnipresent, that omnipresent thing get on my nerves. Them people ain't everywhere at the same time. There are people that never see them people. And in countries around the world, not everybody see these people. They're not omnipresent. Y'all need really need to check yourself on that, on that omnipresent mindset you got for white supremacy. The problem in the African continent is black folks. They're selling out other black folks for a, for a dollar, just like here, the same problems.
Okay, Keith, you go. Great. But white supremacists aren't running those countries. You don't have a white person um, is no president of no nation over there. Not a one. South Africa used to have that, but they don't even have that anymore. It's the same mentality that you have here in America with the selling out. You sell out black people for crumbs. So yes, they sell out their own people in their own country for crumbs from the EU or from the U S that's what they do. They sell them out. And that's choices they're making. Ski mask 100. What does that have to do with the conversation? You say you get your passport this Thursday. Awesome. Great. The Chinese don't run the continent either. The Chinese are doing a lot of investments. The Chinese are warming their way in with the governments. Now they're getting in predatory loans, but the Chinese isn't running anything either. They're not. It's not even, a, it's not even a, the Chinese population on the continent. I think it's around 10 million. That's not even a blip with the African population. The Chinese are just doing what a lot of y'all should be doing, going over there, investing and making businesses and hiring people, you know, but like I said, I'm not gonna waste my time talking about that. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, um, we're going to keep on watching as the world turns, you know, that's what it is. It as the white supremacy turns and how they're imploding on themselves, which is a beautiful thing. They're imploding on themselves, uh, right now. Um, they're calling for unification of, of, of white supremacy and you know, we don't have nothing to do with that. Now they, what they're going to eventually try to do is drag black people into it and, and try to get black. Hey, black people, we understand what you're talking about with white supremacy. And you know, we need to come together to fix this. Not my problem, Becky, go fix it. That's your community. I I've been telling y'all forever how your people is. Don't come over here, Brad, not my problem. Y'all sit up there and coddle these people. You fix it. That's your problem. It's not my problem anymore. Of course, never my problem. I'm not talking about it anymore. As long if y'all leave us alone, I ain't got nothing to say about you. But you won't leave us alone, so I'm gonna have to stay on your neck. Let's see, let's see, let's see, hold on. Let me see. Also, some of us feel that Africans hate us and want nothing to do with us. They also worry about finding work and living in Africa. They also worry about a language barrier too. Okay, now I'll try to move off from the African conversation. Um, let's say that is true, which my personal experience, I've had, got, I received more love over there than I've ever received in this country from, from the black, my own black community. And that's a fact. But, but white supremacists hate you. Like they hate you more than, than life itself. So what, what is it to you? If even somebody don't like you, I'm just, I'm just keeping it real. Right. And who cares if somebody don't want to do it with us? I don't care. I don't care. And you don't go to, to African nation looking for a job. You go there and start a business. You don't go looking for work. It's not work for you. And you mentioned a language barrier. Okay. 
There's, there's 26 English speaking African nations start there. Okay. I, I'm just, I just don't like, I, I just don't like when people throw up these, you know, you, you have the, this, 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 what's what I'm looking for. We always put this high standard on black people, no matter where, where black people come from, whether it's from here, the Caribbean, Africa, wherever they come from, it has to be so like this big standard for black people that you never say, well, you know, the, the white people in order for me to go move over there in this area, the white people, they got, they got, they may not like me. Um, you know, what about this? What about that? How is it that you're cool with dealing with the hatred of white folks all day and you rather be around them all day, but you're talking about some, some African you never even met all of a sudden in your mind, they hate you already. So all of them going to hate you, all of them. Have you went over there and had that experience? Listen, if I had the experience, I would have came back over here and say, man, don't y'all go over there. Them people X, Y, Z. I would have told you, I wouldn't lie to you about that. I got more love. The day I, they heard me speak, they say, they say, oh, you're black American. Oh man. Welcome home. Everybody kept saying that I got so much love over there. I don't get that kind of love over here. Not all the time. Yeah, I saw that Bill Gates all trying to own all, all, all the farmland. But anyway, guys, like I said, I don't keep rattling on with y'all. I'm getting way off task since it's over an hour. Um, but ladies and gentlemen, you know, thank you for you know, taking up the time rambling with me tonight. You know, and um, my little girl was calling me just now. I don't know what she said dad for. Uh, I know she must want something, right? My, my six-year-old, she she runs her daddy. You know, you know how that goes, uh, dads. You know, your little girls just, just try to. Try to run their daddy, have you run it, have you wrapped around their little finger. But that's great because um they grow up so fast. Oh man, they grow up so fast. So if you haven't subscribed yet, make sure you subscribe to this channel. Um, make sure you uh let your friends know, click the like button. And 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 this is uh, you know, this is a podcast channel. So, you know, we wanna I'm thinking about doing more of it like a live stream a little bit more than just and I still would do standard uploads, but I'm enjoying doing some live streams. So uh, thank you everyone for joining us tonight and see you next time.